everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Lonely Sluts podcast. I'm Claire. And I'm Sarah. And this week, we're finally talking about what everybody's been waiting to hear about. Our name is the Lonely Sluts. And so you'd think we'd talk about this a little bit more. We're going to cover the topic of hookups. Woo. Bow, 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 bow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, first, we're going to start out by defining hookup. The term hookup is defined in the Urban Dictionary that says to have any form of intimacy with a member of the preferred sex that you don't consider a significant other. Usually when said by modern youth, it means to make out. And when said between said by people between the ages of 20 and 35, it generally means have sex. And if you are a very old person, it probably means to simply spend time with somebody. <laughs> so there's that. The next definition I have is from Webster's Dictionary, which actually lists like four different definitions. The first one is a state of cooperation or alliance. The second one is a, an assemblage of circuits used for a specific purpose. Three is an arrangement of mechanical parts. And four is an act or an instance of hooking up, especially a casual sexual encounter. Sarah, what are your thoughts on those definitions? And what do you mean when you say, oh, I hooked up with them? Um, I love in the Urban Dictionary one that it kind of makes sense. They're like, oh, like young people, it's just making out. And then when you get to the young adults and like adult age, it's usually having sex. And then you get to the age where it's, it's just spending time with somebody. <laughs> um, I'm not quite sure that it would go in that direction. Um, so I thought that was funny. But well, I think there's definitely like a slang difference because like. When you're talking about meeting somebody somewhere, like my mom or my dad will be like, oh, yeah, and we'll just hook up later. And they mean like get together, or like find each other. And I'm like, hmm. That is true. Fun. I think context is important. But like if a grandma aged woman were to say, oh, I hooked up with Jeremy last night, I wouldn't think that she meant I just spent some time with Jeremy last night. <laughs> I think that's a pretty hip grandma who knows her lingo. Um, the so, amount I don't want to know about that is remarkable. <laughs> so I just thought that was funny. Um, and then... What do you mean, though, like when you say, oh, yeah, we hooked up? I, I mean a variety of things. So I like the mm -hmm. ambiguity of the word hookup. Yeah. I like being able to say that and someone generally knowing what I mean. Like they know that something happened between us, but they don't know the degree to which it happened. And I'm, it's like my own decision to disclose whether, yeah, what exactly like, happened. A, like a what romantic slash sexual encounter, but you don't need to know the deep. Yeah. Like I can choose later to get more explicit or not, or I can choose mm -hmm. like, I don't know, to specify it to different groups, but I like just saying like, oh, like this is going to be so awkward. Like I hooked up with him last week. And instead of having to immediately explain, they were like, oh, okay. Like I generally know why that's going to be awkward because something happened. Yeah. I think I would define it as definitely beyond a makeout because I would just be like, oh yeah, we made out. Like that would be like, a, yeah, that's its own thing. It's like something a step further. It could be anything past making out all the way to like sex i don't know that's my thought and the ambiguity is kind of nice because you don't have to like <laughs> you don't have to like lay out all of your sex acts to your friends unless you want to yeah so, so i i like it i like being vague i think <laughs> that said i'll probably overshare later but 
just to get the point across. Okay, so next we have the definition of hookup culture. Well, this isn't really a de- definition. This really isn't a definition. It's more what the Wikipedia entry says. Um, so, like, everybody's talking about how it's a hookup culture now, and Wikipedia says a hookup culture is one that accepts and encourages casual sex encounters including one-night stands and other related activity without necessarily including emotional bonding or long-term commitment. It is generally associated with Western late adolescent behavior and in particular American college culture. The term hookup has an ambiguous definition because it can indicate kissing, any form of sexual activity between sexual partners. The term has been used widely in the USA since 2000 and it is also called non-relationship sex or sex without dating. But you know what? Hookup is much more handy to say than be like, oh, yeah, I was having non-relationship sex with that guy. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was like, what a mouthful that is to be like, oh, yeah, you know what? It's going to be awkward because I was like, having non-relationship sex with him a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, that guy I found at the bar, I took him home and we had sex without dating. <laughs> like, that's a lot. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think, I mean, good on us. Good on America for uh, coming up with a pretty simple, wrap it up nicely term for very casual. Coining the term. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's also this thing that I've heard, like, all over the place. I don't know where exactly. Like, Twitter, probably. But it's like, millennials are having less sex. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe. Do you think that's true or false before I get into the research? Um... Well, there's just so much going on in the world nowadays that, you know, maybe they're a little preoccupied. Maybe they're too stressed about their student loans to uh, get together anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I got, I, I did some research and this article is from The Atlantic um it's a 2018 article and it is called The Sex Recession. Um, I don't think I like that. (laughs) Yeah, it's low-key. I'm just going to give you all a heads up. A lot of the research for this, real depressing. Did not make me feel great. Okay, but it talks about um, all ages, and it talks about high schoolers. And it says high schoolers are launching their sex careers later than ever before. And it attributes this to a decline in unsupervised free time. It says at a basic level, sex is at best unstructured playtime with friends, (laughs) which uh, has been decreasing for adolescents. And it it says it takes idle hands to get past first base. And today's kids have a lot to do, which is true. I didn't have any free time in high school. That is true. I like I stayed up super late to do homework, got up super early to finish homework. I had dance lessons. I had these like clubs after school. Like I never had a second to think about hooking up (laughs) yeah Yeah. my extracurriculars were jam friggin packed i was taking ap classes i was driving my brother carpool i was in the chorus i was at rehearsal for shit all the time i spent a lot of time at church so you know (laughs) you can only get into so much trouble there yeah um i actually i had a um boy stop talking to me because i was too busy during like dance competition season and like ap exam season and he was just like you're just too busy and so, yeah, there was no way I was I was getting any when I was, like, 16. Yeah, and I wasn't, like, sleeping either. It was, like, literally I was up doing homework forever. So th- when was the time? Hmm. So there's that. And then it says, most of us still think people are having a lot more sex than they are. 
Um, it says all generations are having less sex. So it's across the board. And it didn't really offer um, a reason for everybody. But it says they attribute the sex decline to a decline in couplehood among young people. And it says about 60% of adults under the age of 35 now live without a spouse or a partner, which is significantly lower than before. Like, people are getting married later and they're, like, not dating as much. Like, nobody ha- – well, that's not true in my friend circle. But a lot of people, especially in high school, don't have, like, a steady boyfriend. You're not like, oh, I'm dating Johnny and we're going steady. And He gave me his letterman jacket and a promise ring. Like, that's not happening. I think it's weird that that is the correlation they made, that less people are living together or in couplehood, and so that means less sex, because I feel like the other myth or, like, trope is that once you get into a serious relationship or you get married or you live together, that's when you start having less sex. And so the fact that they're like, oh, there's too many single people out there, there's less sex happening. (laughs) know i feel like it's like a convenience thing like if you have a partner you can get laid on the reg and that sounds nice but like the present state as a single person you got to go like find somebody it's a whole barrier to entry there like you have to like find somebody and then like make sure they're not gonna kill you and make sure you're attracted to them and then bring them logistically back to your place and make sure that there's just like and then you have to do that whole song and dance of watching black panther (laughs) (laughs) like you know, like there's just like a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I just I it makes sense that obviously there's more effort to finding someone, agreeing to the hookup, doing all that stuff and that whole thing. But I just think it's funny cuz the whole other trope is like, "Oh, I'm not getting any now that I'm married." And it's like, "Well, that's married. That's not dating." That's just true. talking about But like, like couplehood and living together, like once you get to that serious yeah. point of a relationship, you know. I don't I feel like if you're living with someone, the convenience is right there. <laughs> They're literally right there, like all the time. So you can be like, "Hey, what you doing in five minutes? Meet me in the other room." Like, I mean, I don't. That would be a weird way to go about it, but you could <laughs> if you wanted. And that's when Claire's partner moved out. <laughs> uh, I like to plan things, okay, even if it's only five minutes in advance. But. <laughs> Uh, This article had kind of a conclusion on this. I'm going to read this verbatim. It says, over the course of many conversations with sex researchers, psychologists, economists, sociologists, therapists, sex educators, and young adults, I heard many other theories about what I have come to think about as the sex recession. I was told that it might be a consequence of the hookup culture, of crushing economic pressures, of surging anxiety rates, of psychological frailty, of widespread antidepressant use of streaming television, of environmental estrogens leaked by plastics, of dropping testosterone levels, of digital porn, of the vibrator's golden age, of dating apps, of option paralysis, of helicopter parents, of careerism, of smartphones, of the news cycle, of information overload, and of sleep depression, or sleep, of sleep deprivation, or of obesity, period. So it could literally just be like everything. Being alive is too much and people just like can't deal anymore, which is true. Yeah, no, I mean, those are all a lot of valid reasons. So and all of them happening all at once. So I yeah, I like I didn't realize it was the vibrators golden age, though. I know. Makes me wonder, like, is that it? Is this the peak? Because there's like the bronze, silver, gold. I can only imagine it would go up from here. Next is the platinum age. <laughs> the platinum age. Can't wait to live through the platinum age of vibrators. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, no, but like I think a lot of that's true. I think you you mentioned economic pressures. You were talking about student loans are a lot. And people are like, can't. I think anxiety is totally up. I think. I don't know. I think a lot of this is probably true. Yeah, widespread antidepressant use. It often decreases your libido when you take antidepressants. Um, I don't really think it's smartphones fault. That's something. Or streaming television. I don't think those are the problem. Yeah, I don't think it's... I think streaming television added to hookup culture with, like, the yeah, Netflix that, and chill like, phenomenon. Netflix but and chill. I don't think that necessarily yeah. led to the sex recession. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But anyway, this article goes on and on and on and on, detailing each one of those things, which I think is very interesting, but I'm not going to go in-depth into them because that's um a lot. Okay, all of that said... People do hook up. Like, the hookup culture is here. It is real. I've participated. Me too. But I've never been in, like, a friends with benefits situation. I have a little anecdote about that. But, like, have you? Is that something that you've done? I feel like unintentionally, yes. Like, that's never been my, like, intention from the get-go. I think that things just end up not being as serious as I think they are slash would hope for. And so we kind of devolve into that and then it just like fizzles out from there. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think I've kind of been in some friends with benefits relationships. I hate the phrase friends with benefits. I hate it so much. I find it like grating. Like I don't want friends with benefits it sounds like really demeaning i don't know i don't like it i don't i mean i think it's confusing because a you're not necessarily friends like <laughs> that sounds weird but like yeah. you're not necessarily friends and then benefits is just such a vague word in the sense that like i don't know like are they paying for my vision and dental <laughs> yeah oh god um yeah, I don't like it. I have definitely been in a couple hookup-only situations, though, which I like better. I don't know. I'd be like, oh, yeah, we're hooking up. Or, like, we're casually involved. Like, I, I don't think I would be like, I we're, hate the term friends yeah. with benefits, and I don't want to, like, lay it out and be like, oh, we're just friends with benefits. Like, that feels so cringy. I think it's also because it's highly frowned upon by a good number of people, and so they'll either be dismissive or a little judgmental when you say that. Um, so I think if you say a casual relationship, it essentially means the same thing, but it sounds a lot better. I just think, yeah, but I think friends with benefits puts like the expectation that you're like, Oh, we're friends. Like we still talk and we hang out and like, we're like friends. That's how I have it in my head. And I'm like, I don't want that unless we're dating. Cause like, what's the fucking difference commitment. And I don't want, it just feels fake it feels like I don't it feels bad but like if you're like casually you're like oh yeah we're just like hooking up that doesn't add the layer of like fakeness to me because you're being honest about what's happening or like oh yeah we're like casually involved like casual like it's out there and that makes me feel better about it even though it's literally the same thing but it has to do with mindset and that's important to me yeah, I think the problem with friends with benefits is just the implication that you start off as friends and then end up with benefits yeah, instead of starting messy. off from not really knowing each other or like starting off from like meeting and kind of agreeing to just do this more casual thing. Yeah. Like, okay, so this is my one trial and error with this situation. Well, I've had kind of two, but just the one. Um, 
T-shirt. We all know T-shirt. Know and love him. What a doll that man is. Um, yeah. Uh, after he fucked up the first time, I kind of did like a backslide last fall. And he came over to my house and he like apologized. And I didn't really buy into it. But we had a conversation about like I didn't. I believed he was sorry, but I didn't. I I knew that he was too flaky to like actually date him. He was sorry, but he wasn't going to change his behavior. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, he wasn't that sorry. Like, he didn't, like, I didn't, the trust wasn't there. So, but, like, I still liked him to a degree, and he lives very close to me. And so I was like, we had a conversation, and we came out of it, and I was like, oh, we're just going to, like, hook up sometimes. Which, you know what? I'll take it. That feels okay. That feels exactly like... We already made this really weird, so why not get something out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, the few times I, like, I like probably hit him up, like, twice, three times, maybe. And he bailed every time. Like, I'd be like, yo, what are you doing Friday? It'd be, like, Thursday. And he'd be like, oh, nothing. And then Friday, he'd be like, I can't. I have a cough. And I'm like, what? <laughs> He's being considerate, Claire. He doesn't want to give you his cough. <laughs> I was like, I'd catch your cough. Like, I, okay, fine. I, it, it was just, like, lame shit like that. Like, and I was like, and he was like, well, I still want to be friends. And I was like, I don't want to be your friend. I That's, just want the I, benefits. <laughs> I just want the benefit. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to be your friend. Like, you're flaky. Like, that's the part that wasn't working. Like, I, ugh. None of it was working. But the point is, I vaguely tried it that one time, and I got exactly nothing out of it, and except for a lot of emotional distress. And then the second time I had like a casual whatever was Fishpick, who recently decided that he wanted a serious whatever with somebody else. So uh, that did not bode well for me either. That was the plot twist of the century. Yeah. What happened to catch fish not feelings? Very confused. I would have gone out with him, but that's neither here nor there. The point is uh, it doesn't work for me. Yeah, I mean, well, I just feel like you also, like, end up unknowingly and unwittingly with these, like, emotionally just (laughs) unavailable, stupid boys. Like, they seem, at first glance, pretty normal and, like, like they'll give you what you want. And then as soon as you're very straightforward about, like, oh, we're just in this for hookups, that's fine with me. Like, let's just do that. And you set times and dates, and then they just don't follow through. And it's very confusing as a third-party member (laughs) looking in on that. Well, it makes me feel validated when you're like, yeah, I don't know what you're doing wrong. Because I'm like, me neither, man. Yeah, no, I feel like you're probably one of the more straightforward people in regards to, like, whenever you start a relationship, be it hookup relationship, be it dating, whatever level of casualty it is. I feel like you're one of the more straightforward people I know about it. Like, other people would kind of beat around the bush and, like, kind of, I don't know, just not be as simple (laughs) in that regard. So when they don't follow through, I'm like, this is so confusing for me. I'm not in this at all, but I am very confused. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think a friends with benefits relationship would work with you or a hookup only thing? Like, is that something you think you could do personally? Um, In all honesty, no. <laughs> I I don't know why it keeps, like, kind of happening. Um, yeah, because 
commitment issues. With- yeah, it's commitment and intis me. In- intis me? <laughs> me. In- issues. Um, commitment and intimacy and vulnerability and communication, all of these things on both of our ends just never add up. Uh, mm. And I don't know. I honestly think, I mean, and I know people can do it. I know people can have a long-term hookup only or a long-term casual thing and not get emotionally attached. But I feel like I would definitely, like if I kept seeing the same person is the thing. If I kept hooking up with the same yeah, person, I I like, exactly. I get emotionally attached. I can't help it. Um, And no, so. I totally feel that. It's like, okay, I can do a one and done. Mm-hmm. Same. And, and, and be fine. Be great even. I'd be like, all right. I'm having a great weekend, like crushing it, killing the game. I look great. feel great about myself. Talk to you never. Thanks for the confidence booster. Bye. Get out of my house. Like, that's fine. <laughs> like, I can. That's great. But it's like the. Second and third the, and fourth times. Yeah. It's kind of like, wait, what? Uh, I don't. Uh, it's the ambiguity, man. I freaking hate it. So. It turns out. It. it it's not good for anybody. Um, I There's a Psychology Today article. Oh, my God. Psychology Today. We love them. It's That should be titled, our sponsor, in all honesty. I know. Psychology Today fund us. Like, oh, my God. We sing your praises all the time. This article is titled, Okay, We Hooked Up. What Happens Now? And it's by Sarah Witten. And it basically was like, Despite the flood of media messages that hookups are okay, if not even desirable, people still feel like they've done something that violates their own internal standards. So, like, even though everybody's like, oh, this is fine, you still kind of feel, like, dirty and wrong. I don't know. I don't really. I don't know. I sometimes, I can get that sometimes because looking back at, like, middle. it depends on the who. Yeah, it does. But, But like, even just, like, even just any of it, A, because of, like, just like how I was raised and living in the Bible Belt, but um, yeah, like just who I was as a middle and high schooler is so different <laughs> to who I was in college and post college. <laughs> like we're really? yeah, like I I don't know I. It's not that I was necessarily sheltered either. It's just that I was like nerdy and stayed in and didn't yeah. do a whole lot of stuff. Me too. I never did anything. Yeah, and so I. Just, I don't know. I can understand that uh, internal standards thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it says, researchers examining the mental health associations of hookup sex also reported that participants who were not depressed before showed more depressive symptoms and loneliness after engaging in casual sex. Thoughts? Um, I feel like the loneliness definitely... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because you were, it's like, it's like we talked about in that last episode where we were talking about why people resent uh, happy couples. It's because it reminds you that you're lonely. And so, like, when you hook up with somebody and then they leave, you're like, oh shit. Uh, I'm here again. Like, I think by it. By myself. Yeah, I think it has, it's like, okay, cool. Like, that was fun, pleasurable, confidence boost, like, had a good time. And then, kind of in like the aftermath, like they're gone. You're yeah, like it's like a hangover. Yeah, you have a hangover. Accompanied by a hangover. Yeah, you have a hangover. You're trying to pick it. up stuff from the night before, and you're kind of just like, huh, this not a great. <laughs> this isn't great. Yeah, I felt better. Um, 
And then it says college students who recently engaged in casual sex reported reported lower levels of self-esteem, life satisfaction, and happiness compared to those who have not had casual sex in the past month. And they did not find gender differences in this. So this is true among men and women. I will say um, when I'm in like a dry spell, uh, I think I'm usually – it's usually because I'm focusing on other things. So like I'm focusing Mm -hmm. on work. I'm focusing on like upcoming trips or like planning things that are happening in the next few months. I'm like trying to get shit together in my own life. So if I don't have enough time to go out and like hook up and meet other people, um, it's usually because there's just other stuff going on. So I feel like – I probably do have a little more life satisfaction and happiness just because I'm busier and I'm not dwelling on the fact that I may be lonely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I can I can kind of see where they're coming from there. I don't know. I kind of disagree. I feel like I get, like, a pretty good confidence boost. Like, I kind of – I take it as a little bit of validation. I definitely kind of look for validation – external validation yeah yeah yeah. i mean like i am pretty confident in myself anyway but it's nice when i find somebody who like agrees you know what i mean like they're like oh she's cool like i'm like yeah i think so thanks for the um you know validation i i i don't know i think i don't really fall into that category so much i think the loneliness yeah but like i don't think my life satisfaction and self-esteem i think my self-esteem is better is better, yeah, because I'm kind of like, <laughs> I just got laid. <laughs> like, <laughs> like finger guns. <laughs> yeah, exactly, kind of. I'm like, <laughs> sweet. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And then the last point from this article that I want to bring up is says, people who seek out casual opportunities, particularly those who do so under the influence of alcohol or drugs, may be fighting off persistent feelings of loneliness, depression, and social anxiety that they hope to eradicate or reduce through brief encounters that grant them momentary closeness. And I was like, don't at me. That's I so feel, depressing. Yeah, I was like, wow. I feel so Why called did out. Why psychology today call me out like that? Yeah, sorry. This I whole can't get long-term closeness. This whole article, this whole episode is just one long call-out post for Claire and the I. Sluts. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, this is, yeah. The lonely sluts. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. uh, Yeah. We're doing this to ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's kind of, it's, I can see where they're coming from because to a certain degree, it's a little bit of self-destructive behavior sometimes. I feel like with me personally, because if I am feeling lonely or I am feeling depressed or something like that or socially anxious too, um, and I know you shouldn't. I definitely know it's a problem. But if I do feel socially anxious, I will probably drink more. Um, so I feel like that also ties into that part. Um, and yeah, and I'll probably hook up with someone too to validate me like you were saying. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, um, I don't necessarily know if, I, I don't really drink more or less, to pay, I'm pretty good at, like, self-regulating that, mm-hmm. but I totally use it to seek validation, 100%, like, like, yeah, I need that hit of dopamine to tell me, like, oh, they think I'm hot, like, I think, like, I, I, yeah, I'm looking for validation for sure, and momentary closeness, like, I hate that they said that, because now I have to talk about it. But yeah, for sure. Like, I had sushi date, and I was, like, rubbing his head. And that was, like, not even a sexual thing at all. That was just, like, I'm, like, touching a person. Like, I don't know. And that's, like, so depressing that I'm, like, yep, gotta pet random strangers' heads to... I I don't know. It's depressing. 
<laughs> it's all depressing. <laughs> You're just gonna leave that silence. Those there? are my those are my thoughts as well. No, I was cracking up a little bit because I was thinking about um, when you dragged me to your middle school crush's uh, surprise yeah. party. And uh, I will say that was one instance that was the only instance I'd ever seen you say, man, I wish I could drink more, but I can't because I'm driving. Yeah, that's yeah. Typically, I'm pretty fine. That like there is like a, a lot of layers of awkward going on there. I don't know why I wanted to go to that so badly. I'm not even going to get into it. It's too much for the people. But um yeah, that is probably the only time that I wanted to drink. <laughs> drink your problems away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, yeah. Just a little uh, self-medication would have been cool at that point, but whatever. So I think this is not backed by any research, but my own um, experiences. But I think a lot of the reason that people, myself included, uh, hook up with people and then don't talk to them again is because they have a fear for commitment and a desire for intimacy. And I want to know what your thoughts are on that. Um, I definitely, so this is just people in general, you think? Yeah, there's like just, yeah, okay. that's what I think is going on. That's just my hypothesis. What do you think? Um, I would agree. I think that it's, I mean, I also think it's a lot of the reasons that the uh, Atlantic article mentioned, like, mm -hmm. just the psychological frailty of our generation, um, surging anxiety rates, all like antidepressant use, <laughs> all of these like bad sleep habits. Um, I think all of that factors into it as well as um, the fear of commitment. I think that the hookup culture, I guess, I don't know. I'm trying to find the words to describe this girl so, without being uh, disrespectful, but <laughs> I, I, um, yeah, no, I think, I mean, that makes sense to me that someone wouldn't want to necessarily agree to a long-term thing because they're not sure how it would work out. Maybe, maybe they've been hurt before. Yeah. Maybe they just don't want that. They don't want to be tied down. Um, but they also don't want to feel alone and they crave intimacy. I feel like that makes sense. Yeah. I think personally, I, I have a huge, I, I don't even want to call it a fear of commitment because I'm not afraid of committing to something, but I am very afraid of because this has happened thinking that i i am on the same page that i've bought into this that i i have committed and the other person hasn't and so if it's like a hookup thing and i'm not i don't care what they're doing tomorrow like you know what i mean like mm -hmm. I don't know, they could they could move and I don't know. the only one i care about is brendan the love of my life who moved to texas hit me up anyway but the rest of them like I don't know. If I'm not invested, it's not going to hurt when they're not invested. But it's not even a fear of commitment. It's a fear of rejection always. And so, like, if I don't get emotionally involved in somebody, it doesn't matter if they're not emotionally involved in me because, like, who cares? But I totally am looking for that intimacy because everybody is. All anybody in this world wants is connection. Like, people want to be known and they want to be loved. And I think that's universal. But I think there's so much fear of being rejected, totally, like, that I experience. I think that it happens a lot, and it leads to never – this is why I'm working so hard on vulnerability in myself, because that is my literal weakest – I'm sweating right now talking about this. <laughs> like, my palms have started sweating, like, 
legitimately because I, I, but yeah, no, people are very afraid to be vulnerable, myself included, because it hurts when like it doesn't work out, you know? So people just eliminate that and they're like, we're just gonna hook up and then not talk again. Yeah, I can, I agree. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say is I agree. You don't want (laughs) to get in on that, talking about your issues, just leaving that to me there. Good points from Claire. Uh, We'll never dive into my personal issues. (laughs) No, I I agree. I don't necessarily think that I have a fear of commitment either. Um, I think that I also don't like rejection. And don't like, yes. yeah. I I love being rejected. Actually, fuels my Somebody being. Like a, like a rejection king. Yeah. Please tell me no. You don't like me. Just delete my number. But yeah, no. I I also have that fear of rejection. Fear of not being on the same page. I think I also have. I have an intense fear of caring more and liking mm-hmm. more. Like I think they may like me, but I just think I might like them more and be more invested and I hate that uneven like I hate feeling like I don't have power there and feeling uneven in like the distribution yeah. of our relationship power um, dynamics are awful yeah so I could definitely see why it's easier just to be like okay we did this one thing and now uh, I don't have to worry about keeping up with you and like figuring all this stuff out I can just uh, never talk to you again hmm. okay so people already like they're looking for intimacy and one of the groups that you have intimacy with is like your close friends and so that's a little bit messy because people because of that they like sometimes hook up with their friends i have never done that have you done that you did this specifically for me didn't you <laughs> literally no and i don't know what you're talking about so i'm ready to hear about it um oh, you wait, know. No, I do know yeah oh, no, I Sorry, was like, I you Talk do know because you I tried forgot. to you tried to bait it out of me on another episode and I wasn't going for it I and I refused to it. talk about it. Let's talk about it now. Okay. Um, so oh I God. have. I forgot. I forgot. It's actually a really straightforward. I think in my head, it's a really straightforward thing. Um, so we were friends no. for a while. Um, He's a very charismatic guy, a very flirtatious guy. He flirted. Okay, dude has a vibe. I would too. Anyway. (laughs) Claire and I actually discussed that like multiple times. We would like, oh yeah, we would like hook up with and or date this guy. Like he's just really personable. He's a really personable fellow, but he was very like flirtatious. He flirted with a lot of the girls in our group. Everybody. Yeah. Um, And we had. I forgot about this. I wasn't baiting you. I'm sorry. (laughs) And. We, like, we're just, I don't know, just very casual flirting. Like, nothing, no big deal at all, really, for most of our friendship. Um, we held hands once when drunk. <laughs> um, and Does that count? Because I'm in trouble. Yeah. And that's the hookup. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> My definition of hookup is holding hands. I um was talking My to him. My would probably be lower then. Sorry, go ahead. I was talking. My number would be lower if hooking up was just holding hands. <laughs> that's yikes. That's uh. sad, but honestly true. I think for me too. Um, I was talking to him. He had moved away, or was no? I think he was doing training in like a different state, and he came back, 
and he told me he was back in town. So I got drinks with him to celebrate him passing his like whatever the thing is that you have to pass to be a nurse. I can't remember. It starts with an N, but he passed that. (laughs) Yes, he passed that. Mm -hmm. And we were getting drinks to celebrate. And then he, and he had picked me up. Celebrate you did. Yeah. And he, (laughs) he would always like, when we would hang out, he would always offer to pick me up, like just because he was being nice. Um, Because I lived out of the way of like downtown. Um, But he picked me up and he, so he drove to downtown and we were getting drinks. Yeah, he usually drove. And I'm I was just like remembering things about college. We were we were talking about I was like we had only had like one or two drinks and I was like okay well we can stop here. I was like or if I think it might have been like a Saturday going to a Sunday so if he was in a metered spot it wouldn't have mattered if he left his car there. I was like or like we could keep drinking and we could just like Uber to our respective homes. And he was like I don't care either way like whatever you want to do and I had off work the next day so I was like yeah like let's just party hard yeah and so it was just the two of us and we went to like a couple different bars and then i ended up ubering home with him and we hooked up (laughs) and i actually still have the clothes he let me borrow to wear home um oh wow yeah well they're very comfortable they're like basketball shorts um and he actually ended up moving across the country like a couple days later, I think. And so like I never had to deal with the fallout. It was so nice. Um, we still randomly I actually saw him not too long ago because he came back into town um for some reason or another. And I saw him and like just as a friend group, like me with multiple other people, we all hung How out. How was that? Was that weird? No, it wasn't weird at all. Like we just like he just text me like normal, like we'll randomly keep in touch and like just have short conversations here and there every like couple of weeks or a few months or so. And Still? um Yeah. And because I saw him I saw him in like May. I last saw him pretty recently. It's July now. Um yeah. yeah, so I don't know. And it just kinda went back to normal. In my head, I was like, Oh, we don't really have the same chemistry that I thought. Like we hooked up, we tried it, like I was always curious and I was like, it didn't go well. And he actually we, I think we went to the movies. He asked me to go to the movies with him. Yeah, I thought y'all went on like a couple dates. Didn't y'all go to the zoo? Well, I wouldn't call them dates. <laughs> did you go by yourselves? We went by ourselves to a movie. Did he ask you? He did. <laughs> did he pick you up? Yeah. <laughs> did he pay for your thing? He did. <laughs> okay, then what? Like, uh, And he like put... What? I think you dated him a little bit. No, I so we like hooked up. <laughs> In my I head, think you I'm dated like dated him, and then you hooked up, and then you no. This never was broke the up. the date, the non date in my head, but that came after. So like we we hooked up. Oh. And he, because he was only in town for like three days. So like on the first or second day, we hooked up, and then on the next day, we went to the movies. Um, and I. I don't know, like, in my head, I was like, oh, we're just friends, because, like, I didn't, in my experience from the hookup, like, we just weren't that compatible. I, and, like, we were both drunk, and I don't know, I was like, eh, like, I did it, I I tried it, and it just fell flat. (laughs) And, um... Womp womp. Womp womp. And, um, yeah. What a bummer. Because I would have, like, predicted... I know, great things. He would have predicted great things. Yeah, I felt like he would have been, like, a good time i know it was just an okay time and i was like eh, oh well and yeah and then he moved and i didn't have to deal yeah i didn't have to deal with any like 
asking, he did say, he did make a joke. He was like, oh, if you come and visit, because I have another friend that lives in the state that he lives in. He was like, if you come and visit, like, we should go on a date <laughs> or something like that. Like, he was like, yeah, you, oh- <laughs> I think you went out with him for a little bit. I think, I think that happened. Nah. I don't think he was like your boyfriend, but I think you definitely went on like a handful of dates with him. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Um, yeah, but like it, every time we would hang out like that, though, it just felt like the same as if like people had been there or people like other people had been there or other people weren't there. Like, I don't know, like it didn't really change our dynamic. So I feel like that's why I didn't think anything had really changed was nothing like when we hung out, nothing. We didn't really mention it. Yeah. And it didn't feel super different. He like put his arm around me in the movie, but that's just because it was really, really cold. And I am like, no, no. And I am like a human furnace. And he like, you're stupid. Okay. (laughs) Like, that's not something you're like, oh, he put his arm around me because he was cold. Bullshit, dude. No, he was like, it wasn't even like putting his arm around me. It was like, uh huh. Holding me in a weird way, like a joking. He was like, I'm. That just sounds like he's uh, a little bit awkward, which feels on. Brand. <laughs> I I will do I will die defending my viewpoint of our interactions. <laughs> Literally, there's nothing embarrassing about this guy. It's, I think he's no, there's smart nothing. I think he's like good looking, and I think he's, he's got a good like, job. Funny, yeah. Like, why are you you okay? No, Whatever. I just because in my head, this is I'm telling you, this is my whole issue is I don't want to be seen as the one that reads too you much into things. Don't. But you obviously don't because you dated him and you didn't know it. <laughs> I don't think either. If I did, I don't think either of us really knew it though. I'm gonna text him. No. <laughs> I haven't heard from him in like two years. I he hit me up once. He came to town. He came to Charleston. He was like, Hey, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm at work. Are you here? He's like, Yeah. This like, does make me live. this does make me want to text him and just see how he's doing. Maybe I'll do that after the episode is over. Okay. Um anyway just because we're friends um, and you should check in on your friends check in on your friends is one of the messages of this podcast well that is true you should check in on your friends especially ones who you haven't talked to live across the country in a while and you fucked up with them once (laughs) okay so i guess sarah can platonically hook up i don't think i can i think you either have to get in or get out we can hook up but either you have to date me or leave my house those are the two options so there's another psychology today article This one talks about what happens after you hook up, and it says, In contrast to conceptualizations of hookups as one-night stands, only 17% of participants reported that they had no further contact with their hookup partner. The most common outcome was continued sexual involvement, which occurred in a third of cases, followed by friendship in 28% of the sample, and somewhat surprisingly, 23% of participants reported that they were now romantically involved in some way with their hookup partner. 11% were in a casual or undefined romantic relationship, and 12% were in an exclusive committed relationship, which makes me feel like, what? Because I've always either, they're gone. They're always gone unless they've been assigned a nickname, in which case it was casual, undefined, never friendship. Never that part that is confusing you meet someone for the first time you guys hook up and then you're just like you put out your hands and you're like pal pal and you shake on it 28 <laughs> percent of people that's the largest group followed by the romantic which is 23 percent i fall into that 17 percent almost always where i know like, i thought no i contact i would think that that would be bigger i, I thought that There's would be like 25 times- to 30 percent 
Where, like, I've texted the dude, or he's texted me, like, once. But it wasn't like we were, like, it was just, like, a follow-up conversation. Like, this one guy, I asked what band he showed me, and then he told me, and then we quit talking. And then this other guy reported on his friend who we were, like, worried about the night before, and he was fine. And then we didn't talk anymore. So, like, I don't think that, I think that would be no further contact, even though it was, like, the next day. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think. Yeah, I would think that the either no further contact or the so I think it would be mostly no further contact, continued sexual involvement or casual or undefined romantic relationship. Um, the romantic involvement and committed relationship part. Twelve percent. Uh, very confusing for me. <laughs> <sighs> I thought football and I were in the twelve percent, but then it turned out we were in the eleven percent and now the seventeen percent. <laughs> So I also think this is interesting because I do have this unrealistic expectation of how I will meet my future whatever um, is that it would always be from like a meet cute or that we would meet in person first. And I know that's unrealistic because half the people I meet now are through like dating apps and stuff. Um, but I don't know. So it's interesting to me that they would become in an exclusive committed relationship from a hookup first because like in my naive little girl head i'm like no like you gotta meet at a coffee shop and then talk and hang out and then hook up <laughs> like <laughs> how often do you talk to somebody that you don't know at a coffee shop um literally never usually it's if it's to like tell me i'm doing something wrong or i'm in the wrong line or like i've done something embarrassing and they're like oh you just spilled coffee all over yourself need a napkin like it's never anything good like oh hey you look cute <laughs> they're like oh no you look like a disaster <laughs> interesting so i did a little bit of research on <laughs> shocker more research by Claire but this is fun this is Cosmo I was trying to find up like rules for a hookup I was like because you know me I love rules I like a procedure I like a set of like how to do things and I was trying to find like a hookup etiquette thing and I found an article about hookup etiquette from June 2017 and this is Cosmo but it's 10 casual sex rules every man should follow and I was like Okay, what are they? And so I want to go over them really quickly. So the first one is getting you off, or at least like really trying to. <laughs> That's the first etiquette rule, which I think, yes. Yeah, like I definitely think that should be the ultimate goal, <laughs> like is both yeah, of you. Right? Yeah. So That's a good number one. Yeah. Number two is providing the condom, which I think literally all but, you know who, T-shirt is the only guy who came prepared. I can see that with that uh, football's hit, like history, Football. like growing God up. Bless his heart. He did not know what he was walking into. He's too <laughs> thick Catholic to carry condoms. They're all Catholic. All of these men are Catholic. <laughs> and that's the problem. Fishpick isn't, uh, I don't, I don't think so. But literally the rest of them are all Catholic. What does that say about me? Um, I'm not Catholic. You've got a weird type. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Give anyway. me that Catholic guilt. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! It's because I went to the Catholic school growing up. Gave me a complex. Um, the third rule is disposing of said condom discreetly, a.k.a. not tossing it on the floor. Yes, fucking gross. Don't do that. Number four is having lube on hand. I don't know. A lot of these are like, if you were like at his house, I feel. Uh, next is offering stuff one should offer any guest. Like water. water or a blanket. <laughs> they sound like they're in Putting a shelter. On- <laughs> Putting on real clothes if he's using the bathroom at my place. I don't have any roommates, so I don't really care about that one. Yeah. Like, I'm just, whatevs. Um, being chill around his roommates when he brings you home. Not urging you to leave ASAP. And not launching into the FYI, not looking for anything serious talk immediately after sex. God, I feel like that's so cringy. Like, that's just so discourteous. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Like, immediately after is like... That's too soon. Well, it's such an assumption, too, right? It's like, it is. Like, hey, um, I know we just hooked up, but like, don't fall in love with me. <laughs> I would be like, okay, I'm out. You're like, from you're that happy. statement alone, I never will. <laughs> you're like, yeah, it's like, oh, done, babe. I, ugh, cool. <laughs> Covered. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. And I didn't really like that article that much. But then I found another article. Um, This website is called drnerdlove.com that's actually my website we're gonna be oh. <laughs> we're gonna be taking some oh notes God, from Dr. my <laughs> that's me i'm dr nerdlove that's my oh, other alias <laughs> oh wow do you want to cover this article then oh no you got it <laughs> <laughs> okay well the the header says paging dr nerdlove which i think is hilarious <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> you rang um but this article is five rules for better hookups and i thought this was going to be like like here's what you do like step one but no this is actually like for your brain which i love um the it starts there's five of them yes the first one is respect is paramount and it talks about how one of the biggest issues is that no strings also means no respect a lot of the time. And it creates a hierarchy where certain types of relationships are worthy of respect and others aren't. And this ends up being the reason why many women are not up for casual sex because the sex is lousy and then guys treat them like shit afterwards. And so, like, if you're not in it for the commitment, why would you even waste your time on it? So, like, you need to respect the person because it's like – a even though it's only, like – hookup it's still like a relationship for that amount of time that is so true like the hierarchy of respect depending on the casualness or seriousness of a relationship i totally believe that there's a hierarchy and that's why like sometimes plain hookup relationships can be so shitty and it's also like i'm doing a service to like for you as well like i'm yeah letting this happen as well yeah and- it's like i had to approve this like we it's a uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like treating people with respect is so important. It just it means you're not a dick is what this says. And I'm like, yeah, agreed. <sighs> okay, the second thing, for more satisfying sex, establish your lines of communication early and often. And then it goes on to say one of the reasons why hooking up so often is miserable is because nobody's talking to one another. 
And the people are afraid that sharing means you'll cross the line into a relationship and sex is supposed to be just spontaneous and things just happen. But good sex requires communication, even in hookups. Um, it says, when there's no communication, there is no way to know what your partner wants or needs. Um, it's basically like ask for what you want and be willing to like listen to them and it's about communicating your needs and listening to theirs. And don't assume, because assuming makes an ass out of you and me. Yes. And I think that's so important. People are afraid to ask for stuff, but, like, ask for stuff. Especially if it's, like, it. about establishing boundaries and oh, yeah. well, clearing hey, things up. The next, the next thing says establish your boundaries and maintain them. I know this Another because reason- it's my website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Dr. Nerdlove. Um, it's... Another reason why casual relationships are so difficult is that because we always have to have our guard up. When you're worried about catching feelings, everything becomes a threat. Like, you're worried about the way you talk to people. You're worried about how long they text back. You're worried about crossing a line. You're worried about, like, what means what. But basically, if you're just, like, explicit about what you want, like, are you – if this is an ongoing hookup, are you exclusive? Do you have more than one partner? Do you need to wear a condom every time? Do you – are you going on any dates? Are you just hooking up? Like, is this anything romantic? Do you just want to hook up and leave? Like, it's about protecting your feelings and setting limits. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just being like, oh, it's casual is not a label for shitty behavior. And you need to respect other people's boundaries. And you need to set your own to take care of yourself. I think that all sounds good. I think I establish boundaries and then people go, what? And then... I think people don't take you seriously for some reason. Yeah! I agree. Very confused. But, like, you're always very clear. You'll basically be like, it's either going to be this or this. Well, like, that's the only two things that I want from this relationship and which one would you prefer or are you okay with or do you think is going to happen and they'll say one and you'll be like okay cool like readjusting my expectations and going forward with this and they don't believe you (laughs) yeah and then they freak out every time no matter which direction we're going (sighs) that's like when t-shirt kept being like i don't want to date i'm like yeah i fucking know fast forward to him bothering you like a year later constantly oh god Oof. Yeah. Ugh, I saw him today at work and gross. I was like, you didn't ha- it didn't have to be this way. That's every time I see him, that's what I think. I'm like it didn't have to be. Just this like way. a mournful man. <laughs> Things have <Yeah>. been differently. <laughs> yeah. Had- anyway. So the next thing that Dr. Nerdlove tells us to do, it says fuck chill. Part of what makes hookups and hookup culture alienating is that the s- it's not about the sex. It's about the attitude. There's an expectation in casual relationships that you're supposed to be cool and uncaring. Um, you're trying so hard not to project your neediness. And on the surface, that can make sense. But if you want to keep this hookup casual, it's best not to give any impression. Like, Or that's what people think. That like, if you want to keep it casual, you don't want to give any impression that you want more. Um, but trying to be chill makes everything worse. Talking about the relationship... It is a relationship regardless. If you're just hooking up, it's a relationship as in like an interaction between two people ongoing. Like it's it's a human relationship. It's not an exclusive dating one, but the being chill at all costs attitude encourages everyone to act like an asshole or accept behavior that makes you feel bad about yourself. And people feel like they're being used or like, and they need to just like shut up about it because 
they're afraid to say stuff even as mild as I enjoy your company, which you should. Like they're afraid to say anything deeper than like I'm horny. And keeping a relationship casual isn't the same as pretending that you don't care or you could take or leave things. It's like owning your emotions. This is a verbatim sentence. Owning your emotions and all of their glorious complexity is part of what makes it possible to have the kind of relationship you both actually want. Thoughts? Um, I completely agree. And I feel like you super would agree because the whole about part about seeming like trying to seem indifferent and not even feeling open enough to say like, hey, like I like you and all this stuff. I feel like that would hit home a lot with you (laughs) from your past experiences. Yeah. I mean, I've scared away boys I really liked with really innocuous things. And I think people need to not spaz out. I like, I think chill is like, confuse like you can be not overbearing and not crazy and still like express what you're thinking. And still be caring and affectionate. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. I don't know. I think people conflate chill with more like indifferent, like laid back but indifferent, like you don't need to be apathetic. Like you should have a like I think you should like the person you're hooking up with, like to a degree. Like like you shouldn't be like wow i fucking hate that dude's guts so we're gonna hook up later like that doesn't make sense to me yeah i've never understood that time with them yeah i don't know but number one on this list for five rules for a better hookup (laughs) it's make sure you have your shit together it goes on to say The single mistake that people make when it comes to hookups and casual relationships is that they don't pay attention to their own emotional health. The fact of the matter is not everyone is equipped for casual relationships or even in a place where they can have them. However, people feel like they're supposed to want them. Pushing yourself into a hookup because you feel like it's something you're supposed to be doing is not a great way to handle it and it's a good way to leave yourself feeling drained. Um... Some people just aren't ready for a relationship, period. And that includes a hookup relationship. And it says being a good partner, whether you're looking for the long term or just the next hour, means taking care of yourself first. By being in a good emotional working order, it is crucial. Pushing yourself into something that ultimately is going to hurt you is part of what makes hooking up a misery, but it doesn't have to be. Taking care of yourself, taking care of your partner, takes the stress out of casual sex, and following these hookup rules can make even your one-night stand sexier, healthier, and ultimately happier. Thanks, Dr. Nerdlove. I think that was really informative. You're welcome, Claire. <laughs> um, BT Dubs at the bottom of this article, it says, Harris O'Malley is Dr. Nerdlove. He is an internationally recognized blogger and dating coach who gives advice to geeks of all stripes making nerd sexier since 2011 Ooh, um, i hate he, that and then it says <laughs> it says remember dr nerd love is not really a doctor he looks like he he has a chest tattoo but it's not quite like showing in this picture he's wearing a deep v that is interesting deep yeah. v and chest tattoo were neither of the things i imagined yeah. on this person so i think he's a fake nerd but whatever uh, I hate those fake nerd boys. <laughs> like, like the whole fake gamer girls like thing that like is that whole oh, yeah. big deal. It's oh, like, uh, are you hate a fake nerd. Hate fake nerd boys. <laughs> <sighs> do you have any final thoughts on hooking up? Because I, I do. 
really quickly. But do you have anything? Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have thoughts. Uh, I think there was a lot of good stuff brought up in this podcast. Some of it was a little too close to home about <laughs> momentary closeness and validation and not doing things yeah. necessarily because you super want to, but because A, you feel like you have to be a part of the culture or B, like you have to seem chill and not like you're super attached. So you'll settle for a more casual relationship. That all hit a little too close to home. <laughs> um, and I think one of the main takeaways is be open and honest, communicate, set boundaries and don't feel like you ever have to do anything that you don't want to. Don't feel like you need to participate in this huge hookup culture um, just because it seems like what everyone else is doing. I think that is 100% true. My final point that I want to make is something that I've noticed with guys that I've brought home. And we both know that we're not going to see each other again. Like, it's fine. But don't, don't leave me with a lie like i i'll have this happened this guy it was like two years ago i don't know this guy we hooked up it was good he left he was like i'd really like to take you out on a date and i was like great you have my number i'll see you and i was like i would have gone out with him but i also didn't really need to we both knew what we were doing like it was fine and then i never heard from him so i'm like don't lie to me and then like Sushi Date did that, too. He kept talking about next time, next time, next time. He, like, kissed me really good before he left. And then he left. And I, he ghosted me. Like, it's kind of like, don't, I'm a big girl, dude. Like, you don't have to lie to me. Like, don't, I don't know. There's no reason feels... to try and keep up this yeah. whole facade for someone you just met. <laughs> like, and no reason it... to do it ever. <laughs> like, yeah. So basically what I'm getting at is be honest and clear about your intentions and your the way you're feeling. And it's going to make everything a whole lot easier. And I think that's everything I have to say on hookups for now. Well, thanks for listening again. We appreciate it so very much. As always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anecdotes, recipes, song requests, short stories, um anything you want to share with us our dms are open on instagram and twitter we are the lonely sluts at both of those our gmail is open nobody ever emails us we're at the lonely sluts at gmail.com give us a shout also we're still looking for guests if you want to be a guest on the podcast let us know if you got a topic you want to talk about let us know we appreciate you so so very much and we'll talk at you again next week thanks bye